0: This is Always Advancing with your host, Josh Sanchez, the podcast created for multidimensional individuals, those that are looking to enhance their human experience and activate their state of self-actualization. Tune in each week for growth hacks and inspiring interviews to help you advance and actualize your full potential. I appreciate your attention and I'm grateful for your awareness. Let's go. The topic is what has been deemed by many around the world as the most important attribute every entrepreneur should have. This is self-awareness. Here is my take and ways to cultivate and grow this attribute. Why I have a passion for entrepreneurship and business building at the deepest level is because it allows me to create. I'm in a constant state of actualization and creation. I believe innately we are creative beings. That is a core pillar to true fulfillment in life. The structure of our economy today is to be plugged into a system that has already been created. I knew at a young age that I could not be truly fulfilled doing the same mundane tasks over Over and over. Uh, My entrepreneurial journey started when I was about 16 years old. At 27, I am still on this journey, still reaching fulfillment, still reaching for greatness, trying to actualize this greatness, and still learning every step of the way. You're listening to my podcast because you are a self actualizer. You are seeking growth and practical advice to become who you are meant to be. I don't have to talk about those habits that make you escape reality time consuming party habits, binging on any substance you can get your hands on, pushing off things of sustenance to dive headfirst into escapism. You may have had those moments because fuck, I definitely have. Escapism is a four trillion dollar industry for a reason. But now you're on the path of self-development. You understand that the best experiences in life are when you're fully present and in the moment. The path you are on may seem like a long journey, but you have heard about this attribute that seems to propel others into their true calling. But finding out how to cultivate this skill is limited. Advanced my own insight shows it's because it's a multidimensional skill. It takes growth in many areas of your life to gain and grow this attribute. Mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual fortitude. That's the difference. The duality is this. In all of those years of escaping and evading yourself, it's all going to come back full circle in the process of self-awareness. Elizabeth Gilbert said this. Now, if you don't know who Elizabeth is, she's the author of Eat, Pray, Love, a world-renowned author. She said this. Your head is sometimes not a neighborhood you want to walk through alone at night. Self-awareness means diving into ourselves at a conscious level and moving past the unconscious psyche that is always at work. There's so much static to sift through that the thought of the word alone implies a deep trajectory to a place in your mind that you have kept dark for years. Actions and circumstances that you have to forget." Give, demons you need to face, and faults you must accept. The process of self-awareness is not one dimensional as we've been led to believe. That is why I've observed it to be an enormous challenge. There are few who believe they are truly self-aware but cannot tell you how they got to this place. That to me is super frustrating because this attribute is not only a cornerstone to entrepreneurship and business building, but it's a core attribute in the process to peak experiences through self-actualization encompassing everything in your life. Advancers, through my own experiential learning, here are four of the most practical tools and tips I have to share with you to begin the journey to cultivate self-awareness. First, meditation. As most people know by now, meditation is the practice of improving your moment-by-moment awareness, mindfulness, mindfulness. Most forms of meditation begin with focusing on and appreciating the simplicity of inhaling and exhaling. Greater clarity can also come from regular moments, uh, pause, and reflection. Taking one conscious deep breath can be your form of meditation if you choose. The point of instilling meditation practice and why 80% of the most impactful people Tim Ferriss has ever interviewed on his podcast, and if, if you don't know Tim Ferriss, he's the number one podcaster in the world, over 200 million downloads. The continuity in all of these uh, impactful people or one attribute or one uh, practice that they all bodied was meditation. Super fascinating. I believe this is due to the ability to control and or quiet the psyche, the nonstop chatter and processing going on in your head. I'm honestly not even sure if true self-awareness is even possible without the ability to quiet the ambiguous mind. After all, how can you know what you really want if you can't decipher your true self, also called the observer versus the psyche? To put this into perspective, try this. Sit with yourself and bring your focus to every thought that pops in your head for just 60 seconds. I mean, for the next 60 seconds, just be conscious of every thought that pops into your head. You will quickly find that there's no rhyme or reason to the aspect of your thoughts Meditation allows you to grow your ability to cut through that static, which in turn allows you to focus on your true self long enough to actualize who you are. Closing your eyes and being able to imagine the best version of you possible is the goal. That's who you really are. Let go of any part of you that doesn't believe it. So if your true self had everything you yearn for, not on a superficial level, but on a deeply fulfilled level, what would that look like? The pattern here tends to be a more simplistic one. When the responding is in greater awareness of the rareness of our own existence or their own existence. It's usually a process of elimination before adding anything else in your life. You'll want to take away what's anchoring you back or slowing your growth down is what I found. The subject on meditation and mindfulness could easily break into a two-hour podcast in itself, but for the sake of brevity, I'll just uh, jump to number two because there's not a silver bullet to quantifying yourself awareness so number two is psychometric essentially trying to measure your mentality This subject specifically, I have an affinity towards because back in 2015, 2016, I co-founded a software business. It's no longer around, by the way, but it was supposed to help for the door-to-door sales companies to lower their attrition by using these psychometric tests to try to quantify the right people for the job, really leveraging people analytics to create a framework. We were trying to leverage predictive analytics to see who would stay longer than two weeks on the job. The door-to-door sales industry has the highest attrition out of the entire sales industry. The attrition is a Atrocious. And besides, the form of recruiting and hiring in this industry is archaic and extremely ineffective. So, my vision was to transform the sales hiring experience for both the candidate and the employer from a niche to the entire industry. So, here are a few resources if you'd like to get an unbiased opinion on yourself. The Entrepreneur Aptitude Test, in order to understand which traits you're most likely to be biased in business building and in life, there's Entrepreneur Personality Type created by Alex Charfin. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Also, he has a podcast called Momentum that you should download. Great. He has a his take on evolutionary hunter theory it actually resonates with my life philosophy at a deep level and quantified or kind of explains some things about myself and things about others i've seen that i've never heard uh you know put into that context so super interesting guy ton of great content so definitely check him out this is kind of near and dear to my heart it's collaborative intelligence by donna markova it's a source i use religiously for the software business it has your mind pattern essentially just how you process information on the inside through seeing hearing and feeling so you can measure quantify your mind pattern and then also your thinking talent assessment these are actually meant to place you in greater awareness with other team members coworkers. so your combined collaborative intelligence puts you in different sectors or different areas and kind of says hey these are your strengths these are your weaknesses here's your shadow traits here's your blind spots based off of kind of what you enjoy doing what i found is take this assessment has really focused me on what my true talents are and so uh, innovation and procedural processes are dynamics i was placed under, which make complete sense. But it's always nice to get a clear picture and an unbiased perspective. Just to be completely transparent, taking tests is a subject I easily get bored with. It's fun to get the result. I'm not joyful taking the test, but go to Google. I'm going to just throw out a, a big list for you guys to go in and do this yourselves. And then at the end of every one of these words that I rattle off, type in psychometric tests at the end of that. It'll give you a lot of options on Google. Don't pay for any of these. Just use the free resources. They're the same. Some of these Sources may ask for your email address, you know, type that in subscribe whatever you need to do and then um, personal paradigm tests put in personal paradigm psychometric tests. put in personal belief positive and negative psychometric tests life value psychometric test uh, inner conflict psychometric test stress and negativity triggers psychometric test inner parents psychometric test personal limitations you get it self-sabotage you got it your future you got it basically all of these are aimed as serving as a data point towards greater self-awareness a, a common design point between all of those are that there's no right or wrong answers. Instead, they're designed to compel respondents to consider a a set of traits or characteristics that most accurately describe them relative to other people. Also, it brings your blind spots and shadow traits to light. Sometimes we aimlessly go through life without understanding our effects on those around us and the teams or communities we are involved in. That's super important, so I'm going to reiterate that. It brings your blind spots and shadow traits to light. Sometimes we aimlessly go through life without understanding our effects on those around us and the teams or communities we are involved. Okay, here is practical tool tip number three. Ask your trusted circle. None of us is altogether aware of how we come across to others. That's just facts. We have to rely on the feedback of our peers, friends, and mentors. To have your friends play the role of honest mirror, let them know when you're seeking candid, critical, objective perspectives. This is easier said than done, but the results will be worth the time and the practice it'll take for you to create a container or a space that will allow for your friends or colleagues to feel safe to give you this in give you an informal but direct and honest view that's a key okay I'm going to give you one of those master keys there's finesse in the ask and finesse in creating that container simple but not easy and it's definitely worth it at the end of the day so explain Google did a four-year study to try to quantify what makes superior teams they thought it was going to be fairly easy to figure out the algorithmic nuance bringing someone down to a measurable data point and duplicate that to create superior teams essentially finding that blueprint that framework and then we can say based off this this framework these two would collaborate well together and they would create amazing things right Uh, after all some of the most amazing technology that's come out has been created by small teams small but superior teams and so they're trying to obviously trying to to quantify that what they found is amazing that it's less about the level of skill amongst the team members, think PhD scientists in different respective fields, and more about the interaction among the teams. Less about the skill level of each member and more about the interaction between each member. That was a good predictor of high-performing teams. From the five-dimension study, they found that one, more than anything else, was a predictor to team success. This one thing is called psychological safety. They defined this as being able to take a risk on the team without feeling insecure, shamed, or embarrassed. Feeling comfortable with the ability to expose vulnerability to really share any idea or curiosity you have that you want to implement among the team. Not letting your ambiguous fears the psyche affect your ability to communicate an idea or thought you think could benefit the whole Psychological safety is a shared belief held by members that the team is safe for interpersonal risk taking. It allows for a space of risk, which cultivates a space of unbiased perpetual learning. It's not hard to think how a safe, inclusive space would perpetuate people to step up into new roles and take on bigger tasks without the fear of criticism from peers or peer pressure of heckling or not you know, being liked if they fail at certain tasks. So how does this apply to self-awareness? Here's the connector. Here's why it's a master key. Asking your trusted circle for unbiased, authentic feedback is to foster this sub tool. To become truly self-aware, you need feedback from different perspectives, but you want to make sure those signals aren't fuzzy, so to speak, because it can change your overall results. Considering that this obviously isn't a normal ask or a favor, you're like, hey, Bob, I'm trying to grow my self-awareness. Can you tell me what I'm good at and what I'm bad at? Or can you tell me my strengths and weaknesses? It's got to be in the right context. So if you're a true advancer and want to actualize your fullest potential, you'll implement a strategy to create a safe container. Setting up your ask to be in a space that your peers, your family, your friends can give you authentic, unbiased feedback. There's definitely an art to this and you may have to create this scenario multiple times before you get unbiased, clear, and authentic responses. I'll give you some examples of some practical advice that may or may not work for you, but just to get your creative brain going and your own thought process on how you're going to do this. Asking them to write a letter and have specific questions for them to answer. Besides it being a little bit less invasive and obviously a little bit less work, they may be more open and honest in their responses because it's it's less intimidating than face-to-face. A lot of the problems they'll have is actually just giving you that critical feedback, that positive feedback, that negative feedback. I can't hit this home enough, how you have to overly express that you are truly doing this for feedback and growth in yourself. That will overflow in your personal relationship and any feedback, good, bad, or critical, non, will be appreciated and taken in a helpful context from them. Reiterating that over and over and there's no such thing as bad feedback. I just want your perspective on me, on what I, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are in our relationship in the context of you and I, whether it's business, whether it's friends, whether it's lovers, whatever the context is, find your strongest connections and ask for that honest feedback. Another piece of practical advice would be taking them out one-on-one dinners, coffee dates, just quality time and set them, up by telling them what you're doing essentially easing into the process saying hey you know trying to grow my self-awareness or however you package it whatever you want to just say hey i want to grow i want to grow in our relationship i want to grow in self-development and then set up a secondary you know a secondary date dinner with that as the main reason for what they found have a list whatever prepared for you a letter that they wrote also consider doing it for them the law of reciprocity is real and if they truly care about you they're going to do it either way if you're focused on self-development, personal development, there's probably people in your network closest to you are probably in that same boat. Essentially just doing it for them, they'll also want to return the favor and do it for you. Make it a group activity. You must be open and intentional in your asks, okay? This will cause uncomfortable emotions and make you feel very vulnerable, but the growth potential on this one is limitless. Esther Perel says it best, multiplicity of perspectives is essential to making us who we are. Identity is always a two-way street created from the inside, out and the outside in this leads us into number four a little bit hesitant to put this one out but it's crucial in growing your self-awareness this topic is another topic that we could spend hours and hours talking about diving into so number four is expanding your emotional vocabulary Also known as emotional literacy Before he starts thinking What the hell is the connector here And how will my emotional vocabulary Help me gain greater self-awareness Just hang back, advancers Hang back, let me explain Humans are complex emotional beings We're not only capable of feeling Hundreds of emotions We are hardwired in detecting those emotions In other people We are born without a language of life And we don't know how to say what is going on inside What we are feeling and what we are needing Here's an excerpt from A book I recommend everybody to read Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg Make sure to get the book uh, With the cover with the peace sign It's got a hand with a peace sign Throwing up the deuces He says it's so sad when all we know how to express Are alienating thoughts Straight from the book Speaking from the heart to express What is going on inside of us In relation to what is happening outside of us The best way in doing this Is developing a literacy And consciousness of feeling and needs Our needs are life in action if we are disconnected from our needs and feelings, we are not really alive. If we spend all our time only analyzing and judging mentally and not able to get connected to what is going on inside of us, it'll be very difficult to cultivate self-awareness. Finding out what's alive in us in relationship to that in terms of our feelings and our needs, that's a basic component of being conscious of emotional literacy. When you voice your feelings and are able to express them unapologetically, especially from the inside, it empowers you to step into to your authentic self. We're programmed through parental upbringing, also societal structure and religious dogmas to suppress, hide or hold back our true feelings and emotions. You can see real world examples of this without getting too deep on this one subject. The archetypal alpha male in context of our society cannot express his true emotions because that's not what real men do. Our society perpetuates this idea, which validates him further. Here's the caveat. We're validating a primal instinct and not who that person truly is. Imagine being loved for the person you're pretending to be the mask you're essentially wearing in this example here from childhood boys don't cry boys aren't afraid and boys don't feel this transforms into a lack of ability to truly express our emotions over time making it harder and harder to figure out who we truly are and what true fulfillment looks like for us self-awareness means authentic self-expression emotionally physically mentally And spiritually, this this one in itself is one I'm cultivating and growing in myself. I've heard from multiple people in my own uh, network about my emotional disconnect. So much so, it was such a blind spot for me that I thought I was you know an emotional or was able to express emotions in in a healthy way and apparently it's such a blind spot for me that i didn't even have it it's something i'm working on picked up a lot of books recently on language this one specifically nonviolent violent communication Helped me tremendously. Um, there's a few other tools I can I can put in the link below as well. Wrap it up by being able to express your emotions unencumbered. And talking about how you feel is another tool to help you uncover your self-awareness. So many of us are, are living in a docile state, and that's because we have been taught a language of domination that makes us moment to moment worry about what others think we are. So the more we occupy ourselves at that level, the less we're connected with the lives within ourselves to our true emotions how to express clearly our feelings and needs is a great way I've observed to connect with myself and to other people. Advancers, if all of these are put into practice over time, you'll be receiving signals from your spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional dimensions. As I learned in my course on data analytics through Warren Business School, to receive multiple signals and data will give you the most unbiased and clearest results. In this context, it will give you greater clarity on your true self. The direct benefit of this will put you on the fast track to all your entrepreneurial endeavors, to self-actualization, to a larger contribution, whether that's to your family, friends, or on a, a larger scale, communities, the world, you know, your country, whatever your goals are, and however many people you want to impact. It begins with knowing yourself and diving inwardly. The purpose of finding yourself and actualizing your true self is not just to point out our inability or weakness, so to speak, which has been a hot topic for a few years now. Iconic uh, entrepreneurs are saying double down on those strengths, you know, forget your weaknesses, so on and so forth. You know, I, I don't think on the path of self-actualization and true fulfillment, that's a good idea is to uh, avoid your weaknesses. I strongly believe it's to take an accurate measurement of where you are And what you want, so you can get on that path to true fulfillment. Understanding that may look different than what your parents, spouse, or partner uh, had in mind for you. Too often we're trained to be other directed rather than in contact with ourselves. We learn to be in our head wondering what is that others think is right or wrong for me? What should I say? What should I do? There's not one person on this planet that understands you like you do. No one on this planet understands you like you. There's so much depth. To each and every one of us, self-awareness isn't an absolute solution. And what you perceive today as your dream life, business, circumstances, passions, and endeavors can absolutely change. The only real constant is change after all. What's great about growing this skill and being able to check inwardly often is when needed, you can catch these changes. You can redirect yourselves and you can still hit those targets while advancing, progressing and contributing to the world. Recently, I heard Tom Bilyeu, the founder of Impact Theory and Quest Bars, say the very meaning of life is to find out how many skills you can acquire that have utility and put that utility to the test in service of something bigger than yourself. The deep hunger for growth and innovation is in our nature. Look around you after all. When we are in a state of reaching for our true potential and actualizing in a state of momentum, the sky is no longer the limit. We put a man on the moon. Obviously, this is my subjective opinion, and I'll probably have a different perspective and advice based on new things I've learned along my own journey. At the end of the day, we're all figuring out this thing called life. And some people may be at different points in us, and they can help us get closer to where we'd like to be. We are all equals, regardless of background, race, occupation, tax bracket, gender, religious association, or none. The sooner we realize this, the sooner you gain the courage to step out of your comfort zone and start the process of true self actualization. I believe this part sums up the entire podcast episode. Self awareness leads to self acceptance that will evolve to self love. Perpetuating self-esteem, which leads to self-actualization. This will put you on the path to deep fulfillment, success, and peak experiences during your lifetime. Tony Robbins said it best, success without fulfillment is still failure understanding yourself in times where everything is distracting and battling for your attention, the attribute of self-awareness will become more and more difficult. Start today and implement steps that will challenge you, find your baseline, and grow. That's day. it. Thanks for tuning in. If I brought you any value today, please subscribe for notifications of next week's episode. I would truly appreciate it. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Connect to our community on social media. We're building a tribe of self-actualized grow-getters. Those that implement the practice of lifelong learning understanding it will catalyze self-actualization the ultimate production of the human spirit find your baseline and grow every day till next time adventurers make the rest of your day the best of your day